You guys, this is so exciting. Proverbs 19.17 says, Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. And now you guys have that opportunity. This week's podcast is supported by Free Lunch Coffee. Free Lunch Coffee is on a mission to end hunger from the lives of young children. There are children out there who really need our support, and it can be difficult and intimidating knowing where to start and how to help. When you buy one bag of Free Lunch Coffee, you are providing 10 meals to children in need. And Free Lunch Coffee gives away 50% of the money they make to end hunger in the lives of young children. How cool is that? Also, they have some amazing custom-made mugs and tumblers. Each mug provides 10 meals, and tumbler provides 20 meals to the children in need. I believe this could be a great gift for your friends and family. You are not just buying gifts for your loved ones. You are also helping to end child hunger. Beyond a fantastic cause, Free Lunch Coffee has great coffee that is specialty grade, certified organic, and fair trade. Also, they are offering 100% money back guarantee for 30 days. If you don't absolutely love their coffee, they will give you a full refund and you can keep the coffee too. So you have nothing to lose. Free Lunch Coffee is offering a 10% discount to the loyal customers of this podcast. Use coupon code HOLYSPIRIT at checkout. Check it out at freelunchcoffee.com. Yay, this is so exciting. I hope you check them out and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Staples. And today I'm going to be telling you my testimony. So first, I'm going to start off with reading something that I wrote in 2019, and then I'm going to go off of that with more depth and information for you. The 19th year on this planet was when I had my first peak in life. I edged a large dent into myself that helped shape exactly who I am today. 18 is when I graduated high school. 18 was the age where I began to care, care about the health of my body, care about the earth and environment I lived in. I felt so free, so different. I was so connected with nature. I felt so connected with God. I felt like every action I did in life was acknowledged. I would go for walks and pick up trash. I would start with picking up small pieces of trash. Then cups would appear, and I'd put the small pieces of trash in them. By the time I was done with my walk, I would have filled a trash bag I had found. This happened multiple times. This time... Um, This time in my life was probably when I felt the most empowered. I was also preparing to leave the nest and go off to college. Even though it was only 45 minutes from home, I was ecstatic for freedom and independence. I sold my car to help pay for my books, applications, any money needed for tuition or additional items for my dorm. I'd say this was my first peak. I'd also say right now, March 2019, is my second peak second peak. I once again feel so liberated to be doing things that spark something strong inside me, spark motivation, spark creativity, spark ideas, spark what feels like my soul's purpose. When I am feeling empowered and creative is when I feel most like myself and when I'm able to make realistic goals and changes within my life that help me grow as a human, help me grow towards success, help me grow intellectually and help me feed my soul, which are all so important to me. 
So I thought of this time when I was 18 years old. So now I'm 27. I just had a birthday. I'm 27 years old. So this was um, the story starts when I was, you know, 18. So nine years ago. This was actually a really hard time for me. Um, I was 18. I just graduated high school and I was uh, partying a lot in high school, pretty much every weekend, but like a little normal amount, I guess you could say for someone that parties in high school. Um, I did do drugs. I drank. um, I experimented. I wasn't addicted to anything, but I did experiment, um, which never became a problem. But then I, you know, I felt like it was a spiritual peak um, because as the mainstream way of life, it's, you know, you read self-help books and you work on yourself. And I don't think there's anything wrong with working on yourself. Going to therapy, there's nothing wrong with that. I go to therapy. I love going to therapy. But I think there's so many books out there that say, do this, do this, do this. This worked for me. This worked for me. This will work for you. This will work for you. And I don't, that's not... I don't think that's how it works anymore. Like, I mean, I thought that's how it worked is you read all these books and you get better. And I do completely and totally believe like the psychology and the science behind, you know, trauma when you're a child and how it affects you as an adult, because I went through trauma and I didn't even realize it. I thought I had, you know, a great childhood and how could I complain about this or that? But then I had all these problems as an adult. And then when I started going to therapy, I was able to talk and dig dig deep and figure it out. But I think also the really important thing is adding God into your life because he will support you through going through that trauma and digging deep into it. He's going to be there. He's going to support you. And the wonderful and beautiful thing about the Bible is it is consistent. It does not change. It has been the same words before now and now. And like, I don't know how many years, I don't know the exact numbers, but it doesn't change. It's consistent. Whereas when you're reading self-help books, it's always something different. It's, oh, uh, do this meditation and breathe this way and write these journal prompts and do these affirmations and don't do this and do that. And it's so much and you're trying to do all of it. And some of it might help. Some of it won't. Some of it helps for a little bit, but the Bible is so consistent. And then all you have to do, you don't have a checklist. All you have to do is connect with God and you can feel him and he is there and you have a relationship with him and you can talk with him and you can ask him for what you need and he will be there and he wants you to rely on him, you know? So I think it's really interesting to read this because I thought it was a spiritual peak, but I'm now thinking this is when I started to really dig deep into new age, which I, I don't want to say like everything new age is ruled by Satan. Um, but I guess if you're not worshiping God, then you're worshiping Satan. People would say, I'm not 100% sure on that, and please cor- correct me if I'm wrong about it. If if that is the case, then please let me know. If it says it in the Bible, please let me know. Leave it in a comment. Leave it in a review. Message me on Instagram. I'd love to hear it. But um, I thought 
this was basically my testimony, my spiritual peak that um, when I was 18 years old, uh, I was having a hard time because my mom and I were not getting along. I was living with her. We weren't on speaking terms. Um, I wanted to be on speaking terms. I was unable to get through to her. Um, I was going off to college soon. I was having to figure out how to pay for things. I sold my car to pay for books, pay for application, pay for whatever I needed for my dorm. I had to figure out how to get to my dorm. Um, I was also reading all these self-help books and I was meditating morning and night. I was spending time in nature, which was awesome. Um, I was eating healthy foods, um, but I was so focused on all that stuff that I was not focused on God. I'm not sure if I was even praying then. I'm not sure if I knew about being a Christian at all. Um, so that was the start of my new age practices, I guess you could say, um, meditating and yoga, um, and, you know, believing in these self-help books. And then I was not, I stopped drinking and, well, I went off to college and I was drinking and smoking, uh, marijuana and doing drugs, um, when I could get my hands on them and whatnot, going to these concerts that were, you know, just crazy music and wearing these crazy outfits and just, you know, living my best flesh life, I guess you could say. And then, um, I started dating people, hooking up with people and, um, the people that I ended up being in relationships with were not all nice people. They didn't always treat me well. Um, and I don't want to say there weren't all nice people. I guess the relationship, it didn't, they didn't work. And there was a lot of negative stuff happening. I would, I wouldn't doubt, I wouldn't doubt to say, uh, satanic stuff, just like a lot of Satan's lies were part of those relationships. I had absolutely no self-esteem and it was, I was very, very easily manipulated I believed all lies, whether they're from Satan or another flesh human being. And I got myself into bad situations. And my biggest peak, I guess you could call it, would be when I had my son. Um, But that didn't completely change who I interacted with. It didn't change. I knew I wanted to change. I knew I wanted my son to have the best life and that I, I knew I could give it to him if I changed and if I worked hard and I got myself out of bad situations. I didn't really know how or what to do, but I kept working at it and I have been working at it. Um, and even up until the beginning of this year, you know, I got myself out of another bad relationship uh in the end of 2018 and it wasn't even like terrible. It was just very neglectful. And again, another situation where I had terrible self-esteem and never, ever felt good enough. And it was fine, uh, for me to just let it be that way and having constant anxiety. And I, my life was not great. Um, and I was not feeling any kind of peace or any kind of purpose or any kind of joy 
And then I started writing. And again, um, my writing, its purpose was to share a self-help book, basically. All the things that helped me in life, all about self-love and whatever. But then this pandemic started, and I've talked about this before, so you probably already heard some of this, but... um, I started the people that I followed on Instagram and I noticed this same thing happening with me. They, they did new age stuff as well. So like I did runes, like I started getting, I'm not depressed during the pandemic, but I felt, I felt like something was missing. Like I was home with my son and I felt like something's missing. Like I'm not depressed. I'm not like anxious, but like something's missing. Like something is not here that needs to be here. So I started doing runes, which are these rocks that you pull out of a bag. Hey guys, I really hope you're enjoying listening to my testimony and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to remind you that this week's podcast is supported by Free Lunch Coffee. Free Lunch Coffee is on a mission to end hunger from the lives of young children. There are children out there who really need our support and it can be difficult and intimidating knowing where to start and how to help. When you buy one bag of free lunch coffee, you're providing 10 meals to children in need and free lunch coffee gives away 50% of the money they make to end hunger in the lives of young children. How cool is that? Also, they have some amazing custom-made mugs and tumblers. Each mug provides 10 meals and tumbler provides 20 meals to the children in need. I believe this is a great gift for your friends and family. You are not just buying gifts for your loved ones. You are also helping to end child hunger. Beyond a fantastic cause, Free Lunch Coffee has great coffee that is specialty-grade, certified, organic, and fair trade. Also, they're offering 100% money-back guarantee for 30 days. If you don't absolutely love their coffee, they will give you a full refund, and you can keep the coffee too, so you have nothing to lose. Free Lunch Coffee is offering a 10% discount to the loyal listeners of this podcast. Use coupon code HOLYSPIRIT at checkout. Check it out at freelunchcoffee.com. All right, let's get back to my testimony. And they tell you like basically what's going on in your life, which, you know, it's kind of silly because like I know what's going on in my life. But anyways, <laughs> and then I did tarot cards again to uh, tell me what's going on in my life. And I started using these rocks and s- stones, crystals. I don't know. I guess that's what you call them. Um, and... You know, some gave you good energy and some made your heart better. And I did Reiki. I was Reiki certified. So I did Reiki on myself and my son and on other people. I read books about chakras. And so I was deep in it at the beginning of the pandemic. Like I was new age all the way in there, you know, and doing yoga and all that stuff. And, um, then I started just following these people that I was following that were doing the same thing. They started talking about politics, their views, and then their political views started to connect with QAnon, and then QAnon and political views started to connect with the Bible. And I I really started to like really agree and like with their views and 
I started to get really into it and do my own research with all this stuff. I wasn't just like, oh, I believe these people. Like I did my own research. Um, and then finally the people that were talking about politics and then talking about QAnon and politics, one of these people, they had like, I think they had like over a hundred thousand followers and then they completely devoted their Instagram to talk about Christ and God. And then there were some other people that did the same thing. And then one of these people, they deleted their Instagram, you know, they had over a hundred I think 140,000 people, like that's a lot to just delete it. Um, But obviously it's not about our worldly things. It's about being devoted to God and worshiping God. And they obviously understood that and got that. Um, But it was inspiring to see. And then those are just a few little things that were like kind of got my attention. And then my cousin, which I had on the podcast, Kimberly, she shared her testimony and one night it was 40 minutes long on YouTube and one night I just caught myself in bed watching the whole thing I was like oh I'll watch a few minutes of this watch the whole 40 minutes and it's wonderful I highly suggest you check it out her name's Kimberly Collins on YouTube and she has um she's in a car and she has blue hair in the video and she says her testimony and her testimony was like basically that she, you know, grew up as a Christian. She was born, raised, grew up as a Christian. She went to all Christian schools. Um, and then she got older, she got married and then some things like things started going downhill in her life. And she was like, I don't believe in God anymore. Started living a more new age life, you know, doing witchcraft and, um, paganism and doing tarot cards and like, you know, the same stuff I was doing basically some other stuff though. Like she was, uh, I can't remember what it's called, like elevating out of her body. I can't remember the name. Anyways, she was doing these things and then, um, she was smoking weed and she was partying and she was feeling depressed and like, she was really feeling down and You know, this is her story, um, but this is what I remember of it. And then she talks about how one night she's in her room or in her bed or whatnot, and she's like was attacked by basically like a demon. And then she heard God say, uh, "Don't, don't you remember me? Don't you remember all that I've done for you?" And some other stuff happened. And I don't know if I'm telling the story exactly right, but this is what I remember. Again, I highly suggest you go listen to her testimony. But when I uh, listened to her testimony or watched it, I was like, and then she talks about the stuff that she was doing and how um, using crystals and using tarot cards and using runes, like those are like portals for demons and like Satan to come through and mess with you. Um, So when you feel, when you're using those things and you feel energy and you're like, oh yeah, I'm connecting with God, like no, you feel energy and you feel something and you are connecting with something, but it's not God, you know, because um, there are other energies. You you can believe in other things. There are other things, but they're not all God. There's only one God, one Holy Spirit, and that is Jesus Christ, our Savior. Um, so really, 
Instagram actually helped me a lot because I've met people through Instagram and I followed them and we were on the similar journey, similar paths. I also had um, uh, a girl, Madison Palika on here as well. And she was actually one of the people that I followed. And it, I always like, was always linear with her. Like we would both be into new age, both be into tarot cards. And then we were both into politics and QAnon and then both, uh, you know, you know, starting to read the Bible. And then I had her on my podcast. She has a podcast as well. Um, and she still talks about politics and I still share about politics sometimes, but she gets really into it. Um, I, and I enjoy watching her, uh, stories and stuff because that's, I like to get a lot of information from her because she shares a lot of great stuff, um, on there. So check her out. So then I just realized, um, over time, I started listening to Christian podcasts, and I started reading the Bible and praying, and my cousin was talking about how like Jesus is coming, and he's going to be coming here, and he's going to be taking the people that believe in him and that have uh, given themselves to them and worship him and have been repenting and that he, have asked for their sins to be forgiven. And I was like, wow, like I want to be taken by God. Like, you know, I don't want to be left here when God comes. And I didn't even know about all this. Um, I didn't, I've never read the Bible before. So that's what I'm working on now. Since I have devoted my life to Christ, I have seen some significant cha- changes in my life. I definitely feel that my heart is softer. Um, I have noticed that I am able to forgive people easier. And also I think this, this has to do with, it's not just when you say, um, Jesus Christ, I would love to let you into my heart. Please enter my heart. Um, Jesus Christ, I devote my life to you. It's saying it does have power behind it. Absolutely. But it's also the action you put behind it for me at least. And I'm sure other people will agree. And it becomes easier to do the actions once you devote your life to Christ, once it becomes real, once it's something you actually really honestly want, it becomes so easy. It's something that you look forward to and that you want to do. You want to read the Bible. You want to learn what God wants you to do and what God has in store for you. And you want to learn about God and you want to build a relationship with him. And for me, I've been reading the Bible. I've been doing research. And from what I have found is your heart becomes softer and you're able to forgive people. And from what I've read is forgiveness isn't something you're just like, oh, they did me wrong. I forgive them. It's done and over with. Because I don't know about you, but I don't know how many times I've said I've forgiven someone and then I become angry at them again for the same thing over and over and over again. And I have learned from reading things in the Bible app that I have on my phone that forgiveness isn't a one-time thing. You keep forgiving. You keep giving it to God. You keep talking to God. You keep saying, you need help with this, and you want to forgive this person. And you every day, every time it comes up, you forgive them, and you keep forgiving, and you keep forgiving until you've actually forgiven them, until the problem goes away. It isn't 
something you say, I forgive them, the problem comes back, and then you ignore it and you are in pain. It's something that God helps you with and he softens your heart and you talk to him about it. And I also have noticed I have found myself being able to understand people better, uh, understand that everyone is God's children here on earth and everyone has gone through their own things. So when someone is not nice to me, is mean to me, is passive aggressive to me, gets to me, can rile me up. Um, I just remember like they are also God's children. They deserve to be prayed for. Like what they've gone through has nothing to do with me. So the reason they are the way they are is because of their life circumstances and I just pray for them. And instead of getting upset and riled up, and sometimes I do, then I go to God and say, you know, God, please help me through this. Like, I do not want to be one that gossips because, you know, when you get riled up, you want to like call your best friend or call your boyfriend or something and be like, oh my gosh, like this person, this and this and this and this. Like I am starting to, I gossip less now because I pray for people instead of get angry at them. And I ask God to help me through things and help me understand people. And I pray for people. I pray for my enemies. I pray for the people that I have challenges with. And I thank God for my challenges because I would not be the person I am without them. And I've noticed the way I am with my son now. Like I used to explode a lot more than I do now. Like I've I'm barely exploding anymore, but, um, I did have times where my son, you know, he, five-year-olds, they push your buttons and you just, you know, it's late at night. He's supposed to be in bed. You're getting tired and you just lose your, you lose your mind at your kid and then you feel terrible about it. And now I've always known like to apologize to your children. So that's something I know to do, um, on a human level, you know, um, but spiritually, like, you know, connecting with God every day, praying with him, asking him to change my heart has made it so I don't have to apologize as much because I'm not freaking out as much. I'm able to say, okay, like I can breathe through this. I ask God many times, please help me through this. I'm really having a hard time. And I've taught my son to pray. Um, and he understands like about God, on a certain level. He doesn't know the depths of the information about God, but he knows that what I believe about God and he knows what I believe about Christianity. Um, So I love that. (laughs) Seeing him pray, listening to him pray, it's the cutest thing ever. And it really shows that your children are a mirror of you because he definitely says similar things as me, like, thank you, God, so much for this earth, and thank you for nature and the wind and the fresh air. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, he is so cute. And, wow, I've definitely said a lot of these things. (laughs) Um, Not only all that stuff about changes about myself, but the people I've brought into my life. I started reading the Bible right around the time that my boyfriend came into my life. And it has been amazing. Like we both say, like we truly believe that God brought us together because our stories, when we talk to each other, we are able to like combine our lives so easily. It's so easy being together. He 
he's like the nicest person I've ever dated. We can talk about anything and everything. And he never gets mad at me. Like everything's so different with him. Like he is different than anyone I've ever dated in my life. And as I had mentioned before, I had gotten into relationships that just weren't good. You, They basically fed off of my insecurities, like not even just the people, but the whole relationship itself. That's what it felt like. And this relationship like boosts me up and it's just amazing. It's amazing what God does. And I thank him for everything in my life. I thank him for every single thing, everything I go through, all my feelings, every challenge I have, everything. I thank him. My life has completely changed since I have devoted my life to God. And now I love to listen to Christian music. I love to listen to Christian podcasts. I love to listen to the Christian radio station. I love to make Christian podcast episodes and have you guys listen. I love talking to other Christian people. I love reading the Bible. I love praying. And it's just so amazing and so nice and so refreshing to have somewhere to turn because this world can be rough. Um, I've gone through a lot of stuff. I know everyone goes through a lot of stuff. And to be able to just get on my knees or a lot of times like um, I will lay in bed and I just put my hands to my chest and I just start talking to God. And it's so nice to have someone always there, always there, always wanting to be there for you, always forgiving you, understanding you and changing you. He wants to change you for the better. He loves you. He wants to take care of you. You are his child. And it's just been really amazing. That is my testimony as of right now that um, other people have helped change my heart. And now I have devoted, you know, my podcast. If you go back to the beginning, it's all very new age. I'm sharing stuff like self-help stuff, how to help yourself, you know, um, everything that is new age, I'm sharing that information. And now my podcast is me, me, me to Christianity. And I'm really happy about it. I feel like God like was like, hello, hello, like at the beginning of this pandemic. And I believe I'm going to look it up right now, but I believe a lot more people, um, during this pandemic have been believing in God and becoming Christian. Let's see, what should I look up? Uh, how many people have converted to Christian during the pandemic? How many people have converted to Christian during the pandemic. Um, Pew, Pew Research, as of April 30th, 2020, Pew Research, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, I clicked on it, it's loading... PEW Research Center. Few Americans can say their house of worship is open, but a quarter say their faith has grown amid pandemic. Um, let's 
Some Americans say their religious faith has strengthened as a result of the outbreak, even as the vast majority of U.S. churchgoers report that their congregation have closed regular worship services to the public, according to a new PEW Research Center survey. Americans in historically black Protestant churches and those who describe themselves as very religious are particularly likely to say their faith has strengthened. Okay, so these are people that were already Christian or already religious. Americans far more likely to say coronavirus crisis has strengthened their faith rather than weakened it. So all U.S. adults, 24% their faith has strengthened. 47% 47% say it stayed the same. 2% says it weakened. And I am not religious. 26%. Wow. 26% of people are not religious. I mean, how many people were in this survey? I'm not sure. But that doesn't make them atheists. This is 96%. I don't know. I'd have to go deeper into that. Um, Christianitytoday.com. As of April 7th, 2020. Everything's from April. Oh, there's a YouTube uh, that says, Thousands of Iranians convert to Christianity amid pandemic. I'm not going to click on it right now. You guys can look that up, though, if you're interested. Coronavirus searches lead millions to hear about Jesus. Okay. This is Christianity Today, written by David Roach, April 7th, 2020. Millions of worried people who have turned to Google with their anxiety over COVID-19 have ended up connecting with Christian evangelists and their search results, leading to a spike in online conversions in March. In the Philippines, a woman named Grace found herself on a website about coronavirus fear hosted by the internet evangelism organization Global Media Outreach. Please help me not to worry about everything, she wrote in a chat with the volunteer counselor. What's happening now is very confusing. The counselor explained that only Jesus can bring lasting peace, and Grace received Jesus as her Savior. Back in the U.S., a volunteer at the Billy Graham Evangelist Association, BGEA, chatted online with a young mother named Brittany who worried that COVID-19 would take her life and her children's lives. The volunteer offered hope and peace, and Brittany, too, accepted Christ. Three of the largest online evangelism ministries, GMO, BGEA, BGEA, and Crew, account account cumulatively for at least 200 million gospel presentations on the internet each year. All three say the number of people seeking online information about knowing Jesus has increased since the COVID-19 outbreak was declared a pandemic in early March. Between mid-March and late March, GMO says a 170% increase in clicks on search engine ads about finding hope. Clicks on ads about fear increased 57% and about worry 39%. The ministry's 
12.4 million gospel presentations in March represented a 16% increase over the average month in 2019. This recent surge corresponds with a broader finding by a University of Copenhagen professor. Internet searches related to prayer in 75 countries skyrocketed to their highest levels in five years in March. We are seeing millions of people open to talking about faith in the face of fear, said Michelle Diedrich, GMO Seeker Journey Director, and we're ramping up to be available for them. Pastors, evangelists, and online ministries tend to tell a similar story. COVID-19 escalated an already significant trend toward internet evangelism. As the virus spread eventually wanes, they will seek to determine whether the upstick in online witness can be sustained and how they might improve discipline discipleship, geez, how they might improve discipleship for their new believers. Only a fraction of those who come to faith online engage in follow-up discussions or report joining a local church. So that's pretty cool that people are seeking Jesus online, like they're talking with people. Um, Yeah, if you guys want to know more about this. Look it up. I have listened on the Christian radio station here in Maine um, that they've said like so many more people are seeking Jesus uh, now that the pandemic started. So it feels like Jesus is definitely speaking to us. And as you know, um, another thing, another thing to add to my testimony actually is the whole spiritual war thing. And I have talked about this before and I've actually learned more about it recently, but, um, a lot of things like the sex trafficking, um, the elite elites. Um, so basically Hollywood doing things to children, um, all these things, um, the whole thing about adrenochrome. I mean, you guys can look this stuff up. It's crazy. And I don't even want to go too into it because it's disgusting, but everything that's going on, these people that have all this power and they're doing things to children and to get, you know, it's just from what I've seen from people talking about it, people that have survived the torture that they've gone through as a child, by these people, um, they say that this is basically getting everything set for Satan to come here. So that's what I'm saying. I think this whole thing, like with politics, it was like red versus blue, left versus right, um, liberal versus Republican or whatever, conservative, you know, but I think that was a huge distraction on the fact that it is Satan versus God and all the bad stuff that's happening here, the really, really terrible stuff like that is putting things in place for Satan to come. And we are putting things in place for God to come, like basically putting in things in place for ourselves because he's coming no matter what. Um, but Satan, it needs people here to open portals and to do whatever it is he needs and God is, you know, turning people now and he, 
who's saying like, I'm coming and if you want me to take you, you need to, you know, you need to repent. Um, so that was another huge thing. Like my eyes have been open to, there's people out there that are like, Oh, I'm a Satanist. And they like joke about it or they are it, but they don't understand like Satanism isn't just saying you're a Satanist and saying, Oh, that you love the devil and getting, you know, tattoos and necklaces and certain clothes. Like, yeah, I mean, there's light Satanism where you're, you know, exposing your body and you're not just saving your body for your husband or, um, I definitely saw that behavior in myself and I realized like I was very close. Like it kept revealing myself and revealing like more of me that was away from God. I kept getting farther and farther away from God, I guess you could say. Um, and now I feel so much closer to God and now I've changed, basically changed the way I dress and changed the way I speak. Um, I try not to swear. Like I try not to say God's name in vain, which I did do in a couple episodes ago on accident. And, you know, and when I do it, I ask God for forgiveness or I apologize to God, you know, even just things like that where other people would be like, that's, you know, some people might say, oh, that's stupid or whatever. But like, this is what God wants. You know, that's what it says in the Bible, not to say his name in vain, to not swear, um, to save your body for your husband, to, um, only show your body to your husband, to not, uh, get divorced, to not go out of the marriage, to not cheat. Um, you know, all these things that are very important, but there are people that, joke about Satanism or say they're Satanists and stuff like that. Um, and then there are the people that are actual Satanists that do terrible things to children or other people. Um, so having my eyes open to that, that really helped me realize that I need Jesus and that I want to devote my life to him, that I want to read the Bible and I want to pray and, I want to have a relationship with him, and I think he's the most important thing there is here. He is number one in my life. Um, Jesus is number one because he created us all. He's amazing. I love him, and I would like to do a prayer because I think that's all I have to say. So here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for blessing us and loving us and caring for us and giving us wisdom, giving us this platform to connect and for me to share your word and to share knowledge and please continue to give me wisdom and knowledge to share with the world and please help me through my struggles and please continue to forgive me for my sins and help me get through them and to repent and help me stay strong and help me um, help me help others change their hearts and please forgive my listeners and for their sins and please keep my listeners strong and keep them from having a keep them please keep their heart soft and change their heart and dear god you're amazing and we love you so much and please keep protecting us and loving us and walking with us and i would like to pray that you bless all the people that are hurting that are struggling that need you please bless them please show them your presence Thank you, God, so much. Amen. 
All right, guys. I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless you.